Welcome to another episode of Secondhand Citizen. Yo, I got Tristan and uh, I'm Caleb. Yes, that's his name. I'm Sam, and we're drinking Black Zambuca. Yep, yep. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. Ding, 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 ding. So this is the uh, this. Oh, Tristan's not drinking sick. No, I'm not drinking shit. I'm sorry, I've killed the illusion. I've got to drive. No, no. <laughs> so do I. He did have one before, though. He enjoyed it. I did enjoy it. This is the second to last episode from Meatstock 2019. Yeah. It's been a journey. It has been a fun journey. And, you know, I'm, I can't wait to get back there next year. And we're going like to smash it. I think we should do uh, Auckland, Sydney, Melbourne. Oh, all yeah. Three. We're going to compete and we're going to run a podcast in yeah. every single one of yes. them. Yes. And do the SCA. Yes. Damn. And I'll do butcher wars in every one of them mm. as well. <laughs> all we need is that one sponsor to rule them all that will just take us under their wing and let us do barbecue and nothing else. Oh, Hang yeah. on. We can all quit our jobs. Chris, Tristan, oh, you're, you're done with uni. Doesn't Sauron live in New Zealand? I think Sauron lives in New Zealand, yeah. So possibly we could get Sauron, yes. the all-seeing eye, to That'd sponsor us. I'd be down with Sauron. Good, cool stickers. He would have fantastic stickers. Dope stickers. And I, like, I believe that it would be a great partnership. You know, it's like mm. he he needs that media presence. You know, he's gotten he's gotten a bad name for himself. Yeah, hundred percent over all of eternity. What do you think? Where are they going to barbecue in uh, in Middle Earth or or Mordor? Mordor is much better for barbecue. It's it's the fiery depths that you need. Tristan, if you've got a barbecue in Middle Earth or Mordor, where would you barbecue? <laughs> oh, Middle Earth for sure. Oh, I know. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Have you never seen Lord of the Rings? I've never seen That's Lord of the good, Rings. That's good, man. I, I, I've never seen Harry Potter. Yeah, me, I was me like, neither. I was doing. <laughs> me neither. Have you read the books? <laughs> no. no, I haven't read the books either. No, I have the Tolkien stuff, but not Harry Potter. I was talking to Luke no about Harry this Potter. the other day. Yeah, I, I just... it's a generation thing, maybe. No, I, I mean I read the books, but I, I sometimes movies just ruin, you know, your mm. perception of a thing. A lot of the time, the book is always better than the movie. Yeah, exactly. Because you're using a, your own imagination. It's very rare. It's to create, create very the rare. Yeah, it's it's a consistent yeah. theme. You know, speaking of themes, Meatstock. Yeah, the continuing theme. Yeah, we we were there. We were there. <laughs> yeah, I think I was there. <laughs> Tristan was there drinking Buffalo Trace with Buffalo Trace. Tree. And now he's, he's addicted to the shit and he's got it on a drip. Mm, yeah. I, I, but this this next chat we had with Shank Brothers was very interesting. These are two very cool dudes, yeah. Mike and Ralph. Legends. They know exactly where it's coming from. Yeah. And Tristan was talking about how they had a really good understanding of the food scene in general and... Especially Adelaide, in SA, yeah. Adelaide, you know, yeah, talking about yeah, our central market and our uh, sort of multicultural sort of diversity that yeah. we've got here in the city and sort of talking about... Yeah, German heritage. Yeah, German, uh, but just, you know, talking about maybe, you know, the progression of Australian barbecue moving away from that, you know, those traditional American barbecue flavours and, like, you know, trying to incorporate some of that multiculturalism into, Vietnamese, into, our, into our food. Chinese. I, I, cha su. These guys have done a lot of... I mean, they've done a lot for the same. They're passionate about what they do. And it's not just all about barbecue. It's about food in general. So Mike was talking about his about his Eastern European heritage and, and, and pickling. Yeah. And... Picklehead represent. And, like, the, the media world that they live in, you know, they, they brought a lot to... Oh, it, was, it was really interesting, Chad. I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, here, I mean, as follows, like, check it out. Sick. Do it. You good, Tristan? Yeah, all gravy, man. Mikey, level's yeah. good. Sweet. One, two. 
Ralphie coming in from the left. Love that. <laughs> oh, well, welcome to Secondhand Citizen, boys. Cheers to have you on. Thank Shank you. Brothers yeah. Barbecue. Thanks very much. Great to be here. We haven't actually had a chance to really chat before. I think we, we kind of crossed paths at a couple of comps, but... Uh, yeah, yeah. As you a, do, right? There's like a in, lot on these days, though. And in comp mode, you're kind of like buried in your oh, own man. marquee. You don't get to get out much, so... It's actually quite fun coming down and not competing and just actually being able to walk around and have yeah, a few beers. Yeah, we we have no sense of FOMO <laughs> at all, you know. It's well, I always get confused because, you know, all bearded men look the same to me, yeah. so... <laughs> <laughs> That's what my wife says when she comes down. She's like, just a bunch of dudes in black t-shirts. I can't tell who's who. Black t-shirts, beards and yeah. tattoos. <laughs> Basically. Pretty much. <laughs> So you boys not competing this weekend. You're out here doing some pres- uh, demos. and Yeah, that's right. We're not competing. I think we've got that ticket. Uh, we're, we're down here just really enjoying the festival and managed to worm our way in down with the, our great friends at the Q Club. And we're just, just sharing the love and, and really trying a lot of rubs and a lot of techniques, doing a few classes. Doing some demos and just turning people onto that smoke flavour for the first time. You yeah. know, they love it. It's exciting watching people come through that you know, maybe aren't that sort of into it and they see this stuff and all the, you know, all the great vendors that are down here. It's pretty exciting. And you see that person who's never had smoked meat yeah. before they taste it and they have, yeah, like a we call it a meat gasm, you know, yeah, they yeah, literally yeah. do the, oh, you know, <laughs> like, oh my God, yeah. this is so yep. good. You're onto it. How do I do this? I want to cook it. So you do a fair bit of that now though, sort of spreading the love and getting out and, and sort of giving back. We kind of feel that, you know, we don't have anything to prove anymore as far as the, the competition barbecue scene goes. So we try and put our, our, our talents and our energies, I guess, now into more of that sort of emceeing stuff and doing demos and just representing barbecue and, and just trying to get people involved in it. Yeah, I think for us too, it's about really looking beyond the polystyrene box. You yeah. know, a lot of people are really yeah, facing like in. And seeing how they can really hone the craft of competition barbecue, which is fantastic, you know, as, as craftsmen in the scene. But we really want to look out and see techniques going on around the world and flavors and everything that's going to inspire you to cook every day, not not for competition. I guess that's not for most people, right? Yeah. Most people aren't going to be doing that. What kind of stuff does inspire you, like from around the world? What do you? Well, my background's like uh, my parents are both Czech, so I okay. grew up eating lots of offal yeah. and and you know and and wood fire stuff as well. We yeah. had wood fire barbecues growing up, so. For me, it's trying to recapture a lot of that nostalgia stuff, you know, like eating tongue and brains and you know, yep. all the scary stuff. But, yep, yep. You know, that's kind of where it's at. It's like what brisket and pork ribs used to be. They're the nothing that's food, right. they're the dog yep. food. Yep. And they've been elevated to, you know, that star status now. So why not with tongue and brains yeah. and all that other weird shit? Yeah, well, it's actually, it, it, oh, <laughs> it's, it's weird, but it's but it's tasty. It is. Yeah, and that's treat right, it the yeah. right way. Give it a lick of smoke. Yep. Give it a good rub. And yep. man, it's it's up Make there. It yep. But that's the thing, right? These were, you know, brisket ribs. These were off guts that were sort of elevated. And now they're it was dog food. expensive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. We had a bit of a um, spiritual moment over on a, a barbecue adventure last year in Bali together where we just realized that it's all about localized barbecue culture. Yeah. And, mm. you know, they're using wood over there and ingredients and herbs that you just can't get anywhere in the mm. world. So it's about going to those local cultures and really, ex- you know, there's generations of people that have been cooking their version of barbecue. And it's so different to ours, yet we're stuck in a little tiny whole of whether it be low and slow American style or or even developing our own culture here in Australia. But man, 
There's some amazing stuff out there. And like, you know, in essence, they're cooking the same things we are. It's whole pigs and, and fish and stuff like that, but it's just the way they do it. And, Different flavour profiles. There's zero technology. It all comes down to, you know, father teaching son, yeah. you know, that way. And, and that's what makes it really special. Yeah, for sure. Just honing honing those, yeah, flavours and it, like way, like tech, like techniques of cooking that, yeah, passed down from generation and, to generation. And like Ralphie said, it's all those things that are endemic to that place. So, you know, the, the coffee wood they use for smoke and yep. all the herbs and spices and the sambals and stuff they make you know oh, you yeah. just can't copy that here and then so. the, the sambals are all sort of unique to different areas too, exactly right? so yeah different and different dishes and, yeah, yeah. yeah mexico the same right? you know salsa <laughs> and different so and that, I, I i love that you know the, the accompaniments as well like american law and slow is often you know just you know Slaw about the protein or, yeah, right yeah. and not about something that's going to elevate it with the acid or whatever it might be yeah, spice yeah, yeah. Um, that that's really exciting. What do you what do you think about then as we kind of develop this? Like, do you think Australia will start taking on its own kind of identity in, in I barbecue? Hope so. yeah. I, you know, I hope we realise that you know we're actually part of Asia and yeah. we take on a lot of those flavours. And that's I know we both love those flavour profiles. And yeah. Yep. So I'd love to see that creep into and become a standard in Australian barbecue entries. Like we. It's all good to like leapfrog, you know, be the, the you know, you got to start somewhere and you got to copy that American style and yeah. get your skills up. Hopefully we can move on from that yep. and really be our own. I'd, I'd put the challenge out to, um, you know, some of the up and coming restaurants and caterers in Australia to actually put a mark on innovation uh, instead of you know, pushing out the all you can eat style American boxes where, let's face it, you know, there's only so much of that you can eat. Yeah. And I think that that curve is already starting to slide down the hill. Mm. But just, just inspiring us with, as we talked about before, local ingredients, a new twist, a, a kind of an Australian twist on, on barbecue that everyone just goes, yeah, you know what? I love that. Yeah, and let's face it, we've got the best meat, the best ingredients, yeah, right. the best of everything yeah. here. So we should absolutely capitalize on that's that. That's right. And being such like a multicultural country, we absolutely. should be able to like be how we should be harnessing all those different no flavors and cultures and bringing them into our barbecue. Like, I think you guys are like bang on with like progressing that Australian flavor like yeah, yeah. And, and regional stuff too like we're just talking about um gin in sa but you know like the, the, you know there's different stuff you can get seasonally up in you know up in queensland and you're getting down in sa so keeping that kind of regional uh cuisine in well there you too. see it in the states right the difference between yeah. texas Very and memphis right? and all that yeah yeah hey speaking of gin too you hear about the gin pigs they're pushing out no but basically um all the gin distilleries are, are, are using their leftover waste product the all the grains they feed it to the pigs and then they end up with this amazing flavoured gin pig. Oh, oh wow. I don't know about you guys, but I'm all over that. Gin pig. I love gin the pig. idea Ooh. of that. All those botanicals and everything yeah. in it yep. too, right? Juniper pig. Yeah, wow. <laughs> you, have, you, haven't, you haven't tried it, doesn't it? <laughs> no, it's it's all kind of folklore. Yeah, I came out of the back cool. of yeah, yeah. some gin distiller. I was like, wherever that pig is, show me to your gin pig. But for instance, like one of the farmers we work with in yeah. Brisbane, yeah. Tim, he's uh, got Etc. Farm. He's got some black Angus there, and he's using the spent grain from uh, one of the breweries, yeah. Yeah, feeding that. them that. And then that is so sort of you know, coveted that they then it just gets used for dry aging so yeah, wow. it gets malt fed and then dry aged and the end result is just incredible rare but amazing yeah beautiful cool. and that's one of the things we've been chatting with a few people about you know the actual um, quality of the produce um, especially when you get to that pointy and in competition anyway like how important that is to be using man the, the mantra is garbage in garbage out Pretty right much. you're never going to turn yep. a, a sour's ear into anything good yep. yeah yeah we've sort of heard that a bit this weekend sort of yeah like garbage in garbage out it's all about good quality produce from the get-go creates perfect good and we, tasting we get barbecue. people ask us all the time oh man i did a brisket for like 12 hours and it was dry and tough and like 
don't buy the cheapest, nastiest one you can. <laughs> yeah. Buy the best you yep. can afford, you know? Yep. And that's across the board, I think, isn't it? Yeah, it's a, with life in general, I think, right? Yeah. 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 Best, <laughs> best, best you can afford. Yeah. Yep. So you my, sorry, my grandmother had a great saying. Yeah. It was, I'm not rich enough to buy cheap things. Yeah. <laughs> I think that mentality sort of got lost a bit, but it's starting to creep back in, right? Yeah. As people sort of see you know, cheap stuff, you know, you start realizing the actual inherent cost of it. And I think that comes with age too, right? You start yeah. to, it's quality over quantity and you start to appreciate those things. You mightn't be able to bang on them every night, yeah. but when you do, it's lush. We were talking to the guy from Cutthroat uh, Knives, you know. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. So an expensive investment up front, but, you know, that's going to last your It's an heirloom, life, man. You hand it down to your kids, that's you know. What, that's what he was saying too. Yeah, it's something that you sort of teach your children how to sort of look break down, yeah, break down cuts and like, yeah, look after yeah. the knife. You hand that Put knife down. Put a nice down. edge on it. That's it. Yeah. I was just going to say, and deal with the emergency room. <laughs> <laughs> the missing fingers. <laughs> life with four fingers. That's right. My, your son. My, my, my hands are covered in scars. <laughs> it becomes something more then, right? Like if you, you know, if you're traveling and you, you buy something, every time you pick it up, you're like, oh, bring this back memories of that place you were. Exactly right. right. Yeah, we've got a knife that we won at a barbecue competition, People's Choice, back up in Brisbane. Every time we use it, it's just it's just a, an amazing memory. And Brings that back. Yeah, that's that's you know it's it's just an experience. And you know, for an inanimate object to do that, yeah, you know, that's it's right. pretty special. When when was your first comp? When, when did Shank Brothers first? It was probably about four or five years ago. It was the second Port Mac. Okay. Yeah. Um, we we'd literally just seen that video with Jess Prowls, you know, Spruik and stuff about the first Port Mac and we're like, That video oh. got everybody, yeah, didn't it? Yeah, it did, it really that was, did. Yeah. There's a whole generation yeah. of guys who got sucked in <laughs> by <Yeah>. that. <laughs> and, and all powder, Jess, we love her. And um, so I think, yeah, we kind of, it was too short for us to run up into that first one, but we said like, that's it. We're going to make a commitment. We're going to do that first one. Yeah. Oh, and it's just gone from there, it. hasn't it? We're just, as soon as we arrived, we just thought we were, as they say, camping with a hundred of the best buddies. Yeah. <laughs> and back then it really was that, you know, it's, it has matured and changed now where things have, you know, it was a little bit more closed because they really want to win. But back then yeah. it was an open book, you know, you have any issue, problem, whatever. Um, it was more of a drinking competition yeah, than a barbecue right. competition. <laughs> a lot of camaraderie, right? Like Very it's, nice. Yeah. yeah. It's like camping with a hundred people. Do you remember, Mike? We were we were cooking alongside Hillbilly Wiz. Yes. He was the competitor he was competing. next yeah, right. to us, and wow. he, he would start the bloody Hillbilly music up at four a.m. in the morning and march around. <laughs> and we're like, "Holy moly, how's this character?" Yeah, <laughs> it was interesting talking to Tim um, Shields. He was saying, saying, you know, the comps in the, the states have gone all to sort of RVs and everyone's in air conditioning, lockdown, and and lockdown, and, yeah. and, and I mean, you can see a little bit of that sort of um, coming Creeping in now in, here. Yeah. yeah, and it's bound to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. As, I suppose as people want to get that, you know coveted GC you sort of start, start taking liberties in terms of comfort and and I guess that's something we've always uh, been an open book and open marquee as it were yeah, you know yeah, so sure. we've uh, we've always had people come in and, and nothing to hide you know you yeah there's only so much shigan can get you right yeah that helps <laughs> elevate everybody right like I think that elevates the whole uh, the whole scene in general like well, sharing. And, and for me it's like getting the people who are you know thinking about getting into competition Barbie could just be the persuasion to like yeah get them into it get them excited about it and get doing it so we're talking about flavor profiles but what about comp style so um, you guys said the q club uh, comp a couple of weeks ago which yeah, had that, a bit that was harsh that was like barbecuing in beirut we were, <laughs> yeah. you know, I, read, I read your post about that yeah, sort of black ops being dropped yeah, into right. the jungle <laughs> was it fun though yeah it was great fun Always, it, was, yeah. it was great fun um you know the caliber of teams around us and just seeing the next generation come through and how mm. you know how focused they are on mm. really really diving into the the sport of competition barbecue was great and if anything it probably sing, sing, signaled 
you know, our passion was it was elsewhere, as I said before. Yeah. It was everything but being inside that polystyrene box. But, you know, everything from the dusty... You know, the winds, the winds, the, the yeah, everything. Jeez. The ghetto backdrop. Yeah, yeah. it looked pretty grimy. It, it was totally <laughs> grimy, and and we've we also you know doing it FIFO style. So everything, yeah, yeah. pretty much everything, we couldn't pack in a small bag. We had to borrow big steel, yeah. and we were we were stealing and we're digging up stuff from the ground. I mean, we, there were dead bodies that were served. <laughs> <laughs> that was that extra little umami yeah. twist. Ooh, yeah. 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 yeah, sprinkle of the that's uh, it. Yeah. Worm Corpse. dust. <laughs> What about the format though? Did you like the whole set of having to yeah, look, fight it for stuff? Uh, that was part of the reason that got us sucked into yeah. it, and uh, as was the lamb comp down in Parramatta, which we got okay. GC for. Yeah. So lamb kings here. Oh, congratulations! <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's so now it's if we do do another comp, it's going to be something that's out of the box, something interesting, and where you can be creative with it. Yeah, and I think that's why the SCA thing has got a really good traction because it's so far out of. Yeah, the whole kind of constraints of rules. It it allows competitors to have a bit of fun and and have some have a play with it all. And everybody's embracing that too. And you, you start noticing, I, I suppose, you know, I think when people think of low and slow, right? This is just you know, dudes are just cooking protein. If people, there's some really good chefs out there. They're getting really creative and 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 I think embracing that, you know, let's have a play, especially in dessert. People are loving the dessert. And anytime stuff. you can crack out a deep fryer, it's yeah. got to be a good thing, right? <laughs> the first comp we ever did um, was I think Weber put on um, up in Manly, which was Manly. kind of like yeah. A cook up, but it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't pure barbecue, so you could have different flavors. And Michael Rose was judging Dan Pike, um, and we just love that. Like, I enjoy that side of it. I think almost more than just the, the, yeah. the pure low and slow. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because like we were able flavors. to put like those. Like, we, we put a lot of Asian yeah. flavors yeah, into it because it, right? that's yeah. that's what we liked eating. And you know, like we were saying earlier, like they, you know, we're part of Asia, so why not embrace those yeah. flavors? And yeah, like we really like mm. did, like a Thai style sort of beef, like beef salad. Yeah, nice. And judges that are, so I suppose, open to that as well, right? Not yeah. freaked out by coriander. Or yeah, they don't have the, the blinkers on. <laughs> mm. That's where I think Adelaide and you guys can really lead the, lead the country. You know, Such a foodie say, culture there. Yeah, also definitely. An amazing uh, Asian uh, culture when it comes to food culture. You mm. know, the markets that you see the everywhere. Yeah. And yeah. Like, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'd love to see Adelaide develop a subculture of barbecue there where people are coming down there in a couple of years' time going, I want to try this, this kind of barbecue subculture that's just new and different and, and you got some bloody good breweries down there yeah, too we just do quietly. we do <laughs> mm, yeah there's, there's some and wine I mean there's a lot of oh, cool stuff Barossa, well, yeah, yeah. McLaren Valley and then like new regions popping up too so there's you know down south you've got Limestone Coast and Mount Gambier a lot of young winemakers you know a region that doesn't really have that sort of global kind of yeah. status but we're really good for growing wine so yeah it's, it's exciting I think there's a lot of sort of young people just doing cool stuff in the in the sort of food scene at the moment yeah and, and, it's, and it's old school stuff yeah. and they're like bringing yeah. back those old tra- because they, mate they, everything we're doing has been done before 100%. nothing's new yeah it's just we're rediscovering it so and, and that's what's exciting but we can definitely learn from from our uh to go talk to your grandma and get her tips, man. That's my recommendation. So was that, that, that was where your love for pickles came from with your, uh, with your well, ab- background? Absolutely. I had one as a teething rusk. Yeah. So I was fucked teething on rusk. Day, you know? Nice, nice, nice. So yeah, you've got yourself your uh, your pickle head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's something we started about seven years ago now. Okay. Yeah, beautiful. After a trip to the States, and like with days before we came home, I was like bummed out knowing that I was coming back to the measly few brands we have here. And yep. Yeah. So I just thought, you know, I'll hit mum up, I'll give it a crack and, yep. and just through Instagram, you know, you put a picture up and your mates are all like, make me a jar and it just kind of grows from there and 
you know, a couple of years ago, we, we got a story about uh, Gourmet Traveller did a story about us, and then we thought, shit, we better get wow. licensed and do this properly. Yeah, you know, nice. we're just bootlegging out of yep. home at that yep, stage. Yep. And hey, nothing wrong with bootlegging. <laughs> How big an operation is that now? Does that take up a chunk of your time, or is that something that's just. It, it's of, still at that good level where yeah. it's fun. It's literally just me and Lizzie, my wife, that do it, and we do a batch once a fortnight. We usually go through 60 to 80 kilos of cucumbers. Everything's yeah. hand cut, hand done, you know. We don't compromise on quality, you know. What cucumbers uh, do you use? Well, we have been for years using the Lebanese, but we've just secured a source of the proper pickling cucumber. Yeah. So that's just going to change the game totally for us. Yeah, I've been growing for the last three, four years at home um, but, and started pickling as well, but it becomes very time consuming. It is, you know, people, people don't realise there's a no. lot of effort yeah. that goes yeah. into it. A lot of fridge space. A lot of fridge, fridge, fridge space. space. And, and you were saying like you're having the problem with like, you know, you grew enough that you can make like batches to give all your friends. But yeah. like if we were looking at actually selling, some. selling yeah. stuff, then you're going to find cucumbers. So yeah, yeah well, sort of how do we how, how yeah. do you expand that? Yeah, by farm. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's what we were saying before. Just how this you know barbecue takes you on these crazy adventures, and all of a sudden your your day job sort of like shit. How am I going to fit all this stuff in? And that's it. And you know, like the other shank brother, Chris. He's uh, he's a chef by trade. He's got okay. the smoked honey. I don't know, blend smoked yeah, honey. Yeah, if you've yeah, seen yeah. that, yeah, so it's really good. Yeah, it's it kind of it's funny how all these things come together, and and you know at the at the kind of apex that is barbecue. You know? Everything's linked, isn't it? You suddenly find yourself baking bread and sourdough or mm, making, making pizza, pizzas, yep. and then suddenly you're, you're curing meat, and then all this, it's like, where does it stop? Yeah. <laughs> but it is that hugging back to, I suppose, being more connected to your food and actually, you know, because you appreciate it that much more when you eat it, right? And you put, you've, you've seen how much effort goes into it. So, yeah, knowing the process and knowing where it all comes from. Knowing where it comes from, man, I think that's huge, you know? Like, really, yeah. like, knowing the farmer, knowing where, yeah, I've, you can't buy that. No, exactly. Yeah. Well, it's like fermented fermented goods these days. You know that's come from the bacteria under your fingernail, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it's a wild ferment. Absolutely. Wild ferment. It tastes good. Yeah. So, Ralph, what, your day job, you're in media as well? Yeah, advertising, advertising and, yeah. and marketing. So, yeah. I guess, um, yeah, you, you need that offset I guess when you're when you're looking at words and pictures and everything in an office environment mm. to offset that with phys- the physicality of cooking and senses and touch and burn yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah <lots laughs> <of burn. laughs> that, that, that's just a, a really nice um, I guess yeah as counterpoint I said, to counterpoint it yeah, to yeah cool there. and probably help you know played into that as well like well, it definitely helps. I mean, certainly with the Shank Brothers, um, I sometimes get caught up, as as Mike knows, where you know our brand is is important to us, and I love visually exploring where it could go. And yeah, cool. from our little caps to whatever, you know, we just love doing that, and we love seeing people supporting our, our gear or you know our brand because it represents just having fun and barbecue. There's a lot of people behind it. Oh yeah, thanks. It's, it's, um, it's good fun. So what's then? What's up next for you guys? What rest of the year competing or? Well, see, that's kind of the beauty of it. We never know from one week to the other who's going to like drop us an email and say, "Hey, boys, what's come happened? and do this or do that." You know, so. So have you done a tour of the states with the Shank Brothers? We haven't done as the Shank Brothers, yeah. but I don't know. Do we do we let the cat out of the bag? Oh, or? I reckon you might as well. We don't know if it's going. We don't know if it's going to happen or not, but. Rumour has it there's a competition in Italy called Low and Snow. Wow. And, it, and it's based on a frozen lake. Oh, Sick. sweet. And you have to move your smoke every 30 minutes or it drops through to <laughs> no the bottom shit. of the yeah. So it's as much extreme event as That's it is awesome. a barbecue. That's awesome. So 
So it's on our bucket list. It is. Yeah. Absolutely on our barbecue bucket list. We um, we sat there the other day and did a big um, picky handshake that we're going to get there. It might not be this year, maybe next year or the next 24 months, but that is definitely mm. on our radar. Awesome. How did you find out about that? Like, like is it? Well, actually, it's fr- it's from uh, Ian McKend, who's the guy behind Pro Q Smokers. He's a we we've had a long relationship with those guys, and and uh, he's become a, a good mate of ours. And so he's he's sort of been dropping hints every every now and then that he'd love to host us and have us over there for we, it. And he thinks that it'd be right for us. So well, we we saw photos too on Instagram photos of these huge gravity fed smokers <laughs> sitting on ice. On ice, and he's just like. How is this even possible? <laughs> and guys are walking around in negative twenty degrees. You know that's that's seriously cold. And you think yeah. how are they cooking meat on the? It's just public liability like, insurance behind yeah. that. <laughs> but the funny thing is, when you go to pull your pulled pork, yeah. it still burns. Yeah, yeah. Whereabouts in Italy is up north? Though. I think it's near like the Tyrol Mountains, yeah, somewhere okay. around yeah, there. Yeah. yeah, nice. There's quite a lot happening in Europe. There's like, you know, a fair oh, bit going big, over there. It's re- it's really yeah. picking up in Europe. Massive. I think they've got a long tradition of smoking Definitely, and yeah. all that stuff. It's, yep. Yeah, now it's just like they're, they're really just tapping into that. Yeah, like Italy, Germany. Totally, like, yeah, all Eastern all Europe. Yeah, yeah. All Eastern Europe, yeah. Yeah, making salamis and all yeah. that. Been, and bacon and everything, you know. Yep. They've been doing yep. it for years and they're yep. experts at it. Yeah, and that would be nice if, if they start, you know, keeping some of that traditional culture and not sort of just jumping on KCBS kind exactly. of, uh, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. And, and, and doing their own thing. Because then, you know, going over there and competing is, you know, a new challenge, something a bit different. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, I remember saying to um, saying to the American guy over here before cooking lambs, a new thing to him, right? Like coming over and okay, this is a fun new challenge. Yeah, but knowing the Americans, they would have practiced for six months, you know, before they come out here to, just to get it right. Shipping over lambs. Yeah, 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 right. right. yeah. So a few more demos this afternoon, or I think we're kind of tapped out now, aren't we? We've just got to pressing the flesh and helping sling some rubs and yeah. just you know telling people about you know what works with what and. Speaking of rubs too, man, there's some amazing rubs oh, out man. there. Jeez. Yeah. I reckon I've tasted in... 50 rubs this weekend and there's not a bad one there. You know what, for me, a lot of it is the, the new trend of finishing dust. Yeah, yeah. Yes. You know, and, and I'm really getting on board with some cracking ones like salt and vinegar, yeah. man. That one is my absolute go-to. Salt and vinegar. Yeah. On chicken wings or yeah. tater tots or yeah. something. It's insane. Well, yeah. I, think, I feel like that's something like we're discovering as a team now as well. And like we're seeing like... You know, we're seeing other teams cook, and we're seeing them use them, and it's like that's that's the next like the progression, isn't it? That's the next level. Of, it's all about layering uh, your flavors. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. We talked about that with um, uh, Craig from Suck Knuckle. Like, you know, that's and that's yeah. It's just something like we haven't really thought about. You know, like you know, like you said, like how you how you layer it differently, and it's mm. like just completely changes the flavor profiles. Well, a lot of it cooks out. You know, a lot of that flavor cooks yeah. out. So yeah. you've got to re- rehydrate, not rehydrate, or but kind of reinsert And having that real fine finishing dust is, is going to be the first thing that hits the judge's palate. And, and even outside the world of competition, it's just oh, people just want yeah. flavor, yeah. instant flavor. And so, yeah, great technology. You can, you can apply it to any kind of cooking, I suppose, in that sense, can't you? I mean, totally. it's just, yeah. That's how you cook it at home. You're always layering flavors, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Seasoning, 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 taste, seasoning. So. And you always want to be the guy at the barbecue that like blows your mates away. Yeah. Like, what was that? Yeah. <laughs> there's, so, there's so much out there. I mean, just looking down here at the Q Club, what they've got just down there, it's, it's incredible the range that's out there at the moment. And you know what? I love seeing all the local rubs, you know, yeah. like your mafia rubs, the Greenwood rubs, you know, all the, all the local stuff. And, and even like the Four Sourceman guy, you know, come over from the New Zealand with his stuff. And it's it's off the chain good, you yep. know. So we're really holding our heads up high, I reckon now, as far as all that stuff goes. Yeah. You go back like four or five years, 
There was nothing. There was nothing. You know, we were struggling to find anything good out there, and anything that was was coming in from the States. Yeah, yep. baby rays. Yeah, baby rays. That was the go-to, <laughs> yeah, you know. We're actually just working with a company from Scotland, Angus and Oink, um, now. Yeah, so, so they're, yeah, they're really cool friends stuff. of ours, oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so doing some really cool stuff. Yeah, so uh, sort of hoping to build a bit of a partnership with them and start using their product. Cause it's, it's, I think we find, like, it's, it's unique. Like, a lot of people don't, aren't aware of, <sighs> like, you know, what you're saying. Like, it's all kind of new, so... Yeah, they got some really cool stuff. Different like, flavor profiles too. Some yeah. like some you know More. some Asian stuff, some jerk spice. Yeah, it's something a bit different rather than your traditional. Yeah. They yeah. have kipper and haggis seasoning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> real like traditional kind of, yeah. deep fried Mars bar. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, awesome, dude! So thanks for coming up and having a chat. Yeah, it's been Thank you very much. Pleasure, guys. Appreciate yeah. it. We'll uh, we'll see you around. See you around the traps. Keep smoking. That's yeah, right. Cheers. If people want to find Shank Brothers. I mean, they they they, they know where you're at. But yeah, Shank Brothers on Instagram. Facebook, Facebook. Yep. Awesome. Thanks, legends. No Sweet worries. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Later, boys.